Bibles this morning, if you want to turn to Joshua chapter number 4, Joshua chapter number 4, and uh, we'll read a few passages of Scripture, then I will be skipping uh, to Judges chapter 2, Joshua chapter 4, and then we will go to Judges chapter 2. I have a couple of different areas that I'd like to read from this morning, and uh, I'd like to say it is uh, good to see Mr. Lewis and uh, his co-worker here in church with us this morning and uh, got a call from uh, his parents and uh, visited with him over the phone and uh, working in the area and we're so glad that they're in the house of God this morning and a uh, pleasure to meet both of you. All of our other guests that are in the house, Lord bless you and why don't the church give our guests a hand clap this morning. Want to keep continuing to pray for Brother Gore, too. We miss him being able to be in church, talk with him uh, this week, and he is on the men. And uh, Brother Gore, he takes things a little bit different than a lot of people. And uh, he was telling me, he said, I'm going to have surgery. He said, but don't worry about it, nothing to it. They're just going to do a shoulder replacement. Or, And one time it was some other kind of surgery. I said, you know, that's pretty major. He said, ah, it'll be all right. But our prayers are with him. And uh, I think he's discovered through this little deal, it's a little more uh, major than what he thought it was. And uh, so we're praying for him. Be glad to be able to see him back in the house of God. Joshua chapter number 4, verse number 1, the Scripture says, And it came to pass, when all the people were clean passed over Jordan, that the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Take you twelve men out of the people. Out of every tribe a man. And command ye them, saying, Take you hence out of the midst of Jordan, and out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm. Where the priest's feet stood firm. Twelve stones, and ye shall carry them over with you, and leave them in the lodging place where ye shall lodge this night. Then we're going to skip a couple of Scriptures and go to verse number 6. Verse number 6, That this may be a sign among you, that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean ye these stones? Then ye shall answer them that, that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over Jordan, the waters of Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. And these stones shall be a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. Now, if you have it marked in your Bible, go to Judges chapter number 10. Judges chapter, or excuse me, Judges chapter number 2 and verse number 10. And also, all the generations were gathered unto their fathers. Now, take the, the Scripture setting for this. And this is talking about when generations passed said every generation would gather to its father. They, they had the same idea, the same commitment 
the same faith as their father. Every generation was gathered unto their fathers, and there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which He had done for Israel. All the generations were gathered unto their fathers, and there arose another generation which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which He had done in Israel. Thank you for standing for the reading of the Word of the Lord. You may be seated. Today I would... um, I would like to direct this in the direction of fathers, but I do not want to limit this message to fathers. And uh, I, I do wish that more of us were here today, and uh, I feel that I have a message from the Lord on my heart to share with you, but I know there is many in the house this morning that need to hear from the Lord. And I want to try my best to give to you what the Lord has laid on my heart I have been feeling this for some time for Father's Day. And uh, when a couple of weeks ago it came up, uh, this situation came up that I was not going to be here for Father's Day, I I thought about preaching it and then I thought about waiting. And then uh, Brother Brother Wakefield uh, preached from this same uh, subject but a little different direction than what I will go this morning a few weeks ago. And I said, oh no, he's going to mess up my message. And, uh, but we soon forget a lot of things. So I, I do not want to limit this for fathers only, but I think that this is good for each and every one of us in here today. And anyone who might be listening uh, by the internet or any other source, I want to talk to you and, and tell you this this morning. Don't forget the memorials. Don't forget the memorials. Uh, when we go back and we look uh, what memorials are, I travel, we travel a lot up and down the highways. And uh, out of all the states that I've been to, Texas uh, has a lot more uh, roadside memorials and monuments than a lot of other places that I've been. And uh, there's, a, there's markers. If you're traveling down the road, you'll, you'll see a sign that says, Historical Marker. And it, you, you stop, and there's been times where I, I've had time, and I've stopped by, and I've read the markers of what happened in some kind of... of uh, event had taken place there and uh, they they put a marker there now this is the marker of such and such this is uh, where so and so crossed back in the year of uh, such and such and this is um, a, a statement that was made this was land that was claimed and there's many markers describing and what those are are memorials now what is a memorial. A memorial is something that is designed to pre- preserve a memory. Something that would always uh, remind us of a great event or a certain situation or, or different things that had happened through life that brought us to the point that we are today. 
And I certainly don't want to ever forget uh, where I came from. And I don't want to forget uh, those who have helped me get to the place that I am today. I, and, and remembering where I came from, I don't ever want to forget where I'm going. Amen. And if we're not very careful, we can get so focused on the past that we do not look to the future. And that is not what I am trying to get across to you today, but I'm trying to help you to understand that there are things that has happened in the past that will help us move to the future. And uh, there is uh, things that have been said to this effect, if we do not remember history, we are sure to repeat history. There is some things that we should remember and we should study and we should look at uh, that we would never go back and we would never uh, repeat those things again. There is parts of our history of this country that we should study out to where we would never repeat them again. There is history in the development of this world to where it is at today that we should study and we should look at that we should never repeat them again. There are things, on the other hand, that we should look at and we should study and we should grow strength from them that we should never forget the price that was paid. As I look at our Pentecostal ranks today, and we are living in a new age, a new time where things are rapidly changing every day. It seems like by the time you buy one device, that device is out of date and they have another to take its place. Uh, and when you buy one car, you drive it off of the lot before you get uh, a set of tires wore out on it, it's already outdated and they've got another newer, better version of that coming out to where everyone is reaching for something new. Everyone is striving for something better. And this world is evolving and spinning so fast to where technology has come and passing us. And, and uh, I, I tell you, if you want somebody to be able to figure out some kind of device you have, uh, turn it over to one of these little kids and they can figure it out. They can fix your phone. They can fix your iPad. They can work on your computer and things. I, I just can't understand. And I can only imagine the generation before me and the problem that we have understanding the things that we are dealing with today. And when I look in our ranks of our religious beliefs and our religious faith that we have in God, and uh, the, the men that we have surrounded ourselves with, the men that has been closely connected to this church, just this year we have lost two great warriors for this gospel that was very well known to this Gulf Coast region, one being... Brother Ray Majors from Melville, Louisiana, has passed on to receive his reward. Another being Brother Hare from Moss Bluff, Louisiana, who has gone on to receive his reward. These are men that was closely in contact with this church, that, that we have heard preach many, many messages from the times past, that, that were, that were great, uh, great warriors for 
the gospel's sake that held up the standard of holiness living and separation from the world that loved this apostolic one God tongue-talking Holy Ghost message that we are so privileged to hear and enjoy today. Amen. When I think about their memory and how that so quickly just in a year's time and then I look at the elders of our lives that are quickly passing away that are drawing to the end of their war and the end of their battles that they have fought for many years. I, I, I want to always build up a memorial and we look so many times and just this week, Brother Duplessis was over in Baton Rouge and they were having a, a discussion and talking about times past and uh, days gone by and the things and the way that things used to be and talking about great preachers of that day and that era. And we have never forgotten the great, and although I was never privileged to know him, but many of you under the sound of my voice was privileged to know him and to hear him speak and preach. And I have read books about him and I have listened to messages and teaching of him uh, explaining this wonderful word of prayer and dedication to God. Brother Verbal Bean and how we have built the memorial of always remembering and always going back to days past. Lest we forget what was preached. Lest we forget what was explained. Lest we forget what was expounded upon and what, what was delivered unto us. And I think memorials are very important to our walk with God. Amen. The way that we know what God has done is to never allow those things to pass by. Amen. The Scripture tells us that we are to build up our most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost. Then the Scripture tells us that we are made overcomers by the Word of our testimony. Today we are so blessed with so many elderly saints of God in this congregation today that has blazed the trail before us, that has lived the life before us, that has been so dedicated and so committed to this wonderful truth that we hold so dearly today. Amen. In our midst today, we are so blessed to have uh, Brother Duplessis uh, here with us today, pastored for... I think it was 52 years or 53 years pastored churches and preached this wonderful gospel. And, uh, and our, our, 50, our 47 years, excuse me, in pastoring and then preached the gospel for some uh, 51 or 52 years. Wonderful things that we have to look to and we draw strength from Him today. And also in our midst, Brother McDaniel, who pastored for 40 years, not sure how many years that he's been in the ministry of holding up this wonderful truth. Brother McDaniels reminds me so often, and he'll come by and tell me every once in a while, he said, I'm so glad it's you and not me today. I've already fought my battles. I've already finished uh, my pastorship and I'm glad it's left up to you, younger men today. 
But I am so thankful for the elders that God has placed in my life to give me direction, to give me help, and to give me strength. Because we are living in a wicked, wicked world. And we need all the help and the strength from God that we can muster, that we can get a hold of. And I want to tell you today, as we look around at these uh, seasoned saints of God, and don't ever think that you're not important to the church because you can't do the things that you once done. But we draw strength and we draw encouragement from you and your abilities that you have shown us that you can live for God in the midst of adverse conditions and adverse times. That, that no matter what the devil throws at you, that you can still be more than a conqueror through the blood of Jesus Christ. That you have shown us that it's not by your might and it's not by your will, but it's by your dedication and your commitment and your desire to serve God. Amen. I would encourage every young person under the sound of my voice today, every middle-aged person under the sound of my voice today, to grab hold of some elder and draw strength from a memorial that is built there of their dedication and commitment and their desire to live for God. Thank you, saints of God. Thank you to our elders that love this wonderful, wonderful truth. Amen. This week we have passed a great milestone of a great battle some call it the greatest battle that was ever fought. Some call it the longest day in history. Others call it Operation Overlord. We know it better as D-Day. D-Day happened 70 years ago. I believe it was Friday. Let us never forget the men who fought the men who bled, the men who died, the men who sacrificed, the men who stormed those beaches and climbed those cliffs and took what was rightfully someone else's back and gave it back to them. If we forget, we'll forget the price that was paid. And we'll forget how much freedom means to all of us today. Because of their integrity, because of their desire, because of their willingness to fight the good fight. We are standing and sitting here today with the opportunity to worship the God of our choice. With the opportunity to live in the greatest country in the whole entire world. Amen. Because of men that we have built a memorial for their sacrifice. My mind goes back, and I, I don't know, this has never struck me such in such a way, I guess because I've been thinking about uh, Father's Day and the message that I would preach for quite some time, but this anniversary has struck me a little different than the past. 
But my mind goes back in reading and studying about D-Day. And my mind goes back to, I believe, 40 years ago. I believe it was the 40th anniversary of D-Day that President Reagan went over there and dedicated monuments and made a wonderful speech. I think it was two or three different speeches that he gave there on those beaches. And he stood before a rangers, rangers that were left that had served that day. Out of 225 rangers sent to climb the cliffs and take the gunners out at the top of those cliffs. At the end of this battle, only 90 men were still able to bear arms. I was reading of the casualties that, that lost the men who lost their lives. And Reagan stood before them men that day. And he said, he called them the boys of Point de Hoop. He said, the men who climb the cliffs. He stood at the memorial that was built to memorial for these rangers. He said, behind me is a memorial in the shape of the rangers' daggers who they shot over the tops of the cliff. But before me are the men who went and put them there. The memorial is never greater than those who fought the battle. The memorial is only to take us back in history to remind us of the price that were paid. He said in this speech, he said, Where do we find such men today? He said, we found them where we always find them. We found them on the farms. We found them in the shops. We found them in the stores and the offices. They are the product of the greatest society the world has ever known. And just ordinary men who done what they would think was an ordinary job... They said these men did not know exactly what was going on, but they know they knew that D-Day was coming. The majority of them, their testimony to after the fact was, we never thought we would survive. We were going in writing letters to our families back at home, hiding letters on our in our pouches and in our backpacks, telling them that we felt that it was worth the cause, no matter what the price was. Amen. I'm calling to arms today, men and women of God. Amen. Behind me I have a cruel and a dark and a dreary world that seems like that it has lost its mind and lost its direction. But before me today, I am looking at a congregation of people that still have the will and the love of God in your hearts. Amen. I want to tell you today, we still got something that is worth fighting for. As the men that stormed the beaches that day, I would call the arms a church of 
God today that you would stand up and fight against wrongdoing. That you would stand up and fight against the onslaught of the world that would try to come in and destroy our families. That would try to come in and destroy our homes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where do we find such men? President Reagan asked himself the question, Where do we find such men? Then he answered the question and he says, We find them where we always find them. Where do we find such men and women of God who are ready to do what's right in a wrong society? Amen. I tell you where we find them. We find them where we've always found them. That's at an altar of prayer. I want to tell you today, church, the only thing that's going to bring us through where we're at today is by prayer. Amen. What we do is very little in society today. But I want to tell you, God still hears a praying church. God still hears a praying people. I was reading parts of what was going on that day as the generals and the captains of the army gathered their troops together. And they gathered them together and they began to pray. And I want to tell you, it wasn't offensive to them to call on the name of Jesus. It wasn't offensive to them 70 years ago to call out Scriptures and quote Scriptures in this good old black book that God has delivered to us for instruction and for our own map. Amen. We're living in a crazy world. We're living in a crazy society that would try to downplay living right and loving God and being faithful to God. We're living in a society that says if it feels good, do it. But I'm calling to arms today. We have memorials that have been laid up. You can still do it. You can still be an overcomer. You can still be more than a conqueror through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let me, let me remind you a little bit, young people of history. Amen. This happened long before I was born. But I've always been a lover of reading about war stories. And I've always been a lover of history and seeing what happened back when and back in the day. But I want to tell you, it's not foolish when a teacher sits down with a book and begins to remind you of the price that was paid. What has happened to our society is we have forgotten the price that is paid. We have forgotten the blood, the tears, and the sweat that was shed on foreign soil where we would have the opportunity that we have today. I want to tell you, I love this country. I love this country with all that is within me. But we have got to get back to the basics of understanding what it's all about and what
what life is all about and the direction that God would have us to go and what God would have us to do. Amen. When an old saint of God sits down beside you and starts telling you about the way it used to be and what God used to do and how we used to have church. Amen. Don't ever shake it off lightly, but get a vision of what God is wanting to do for us. Get a vision of where God is wanting to take us. It's just a memorial. Amen. As I look in the text that I have read this morning, we find in Joshua, Joshua told him, he said, take these stones out of the midst of the river. Twelve men, one man out of every tribe. And when the children, I want you to take them and where we stay the night, I want you to build a memorial. I want you to stack those stones up as a memorial. What for a place of remembrance where you'll never forget where these stones came from. Where you'll never forget what God has done in the past. God is also able to do in the future. What God done yesterday, God is still able to do today. He said, and what I want you to do is when your children come by these stones and they ask what these stones mean, then ye shall answer. What worries me is we don't have enough taking us back and showing us the stones, the memorials of what God did and how God moved and what God has done. Amen. He said, I want you to answer them. It's your responsibility. So much responsibility is laid upon the church. So much responsibility is laid upon the ministry. So much responsibility is laid upon the Sunday school teachers. So much responsibility is laid upon the directors. So much responsibility is laid upon everybody else. But he said it's not everybody else's responsibility, mamas and daddies, but it's your responsibilities. You've got to tell them what God did yesterday. Amen. By somewhere in society, the generation after them knew the God of their fathers. But somewhere in the second or third generation after the crossing of the Jordan River, there arose one of the saddest scriptures in the text today. And it says there arose in verse number 10 of the second chapter of Joshua or Judges, it says, and there arose a generation after them that knew not the Lord. Somewhere they quit making a trip back to the memorial. Somewhere they quit going back to see and to tell and to explain this is what God did. He opened up the Red Sea. He opened up the Jordan River. 
These stones come from the very center of the Jordan River. We didn't have divers to go down and get them. No, but we picked them up off a dry ground. And this is a memorial. And I want to tell you, when I go back to those stones, I I can't help remember, but the time that God fed us with manna from heaven, I can't help to remember to tell you about how God never let our shoes wear out. How God never let our garments wear out. How God brought us water from a rock. I want to tell you, going back to the memorial just brings a bunch of things back to our memory and it builds our faith and it builds our dedication and it builds our commitment to God. Amen. We need to take another trip back to the memorial. Amen. Don't let it pass. Don't let a generation occur that does not know this truth. Somewhere They missed a trip back to the memorial. As Reagan says that day, don't let us ever forget the price that was paid. And I say unto you today, don't let us forget And see, God warned them. And He said, when you get to the land flowing with milk and honey, and you're living in houses you did not build, and you're drinking of wells that you did not dig, and you're reaping from vineyards that you did not plant, be careful unless you forget God. You see, we are living in a total different generation today. We're living in churches and having churches in buildings that we did not build. We're no longer the little church on the other side of the track that has a little make-to leaned up against a building somewhere. But Pentecostal churches have some of the biggest, beautiful, prettiest buildings all across this country. Amen, because of the blessings of God. No, this generation, my generation, and the generation behind me didn't sell peanut brittle to pay for it. Didn't cook dinners to pay for it. Didn't serve after church to pay for it. Didn't get out and sweat for it. Didn't have to lay the brick. Didn't have to run the electrical Didn't have to do the carpet. Didn't have to hang the chandeliers. We don't even have to clean the church. We hire that done. When we get to these places in life, the hardest thing we do about going to church is getting out of our air-conditioned home, stepping in our nice automobile, and turning on the key, and making it to the house of God. And the next hardest thing is walking from the church house to the inside where we can get back in the A.C. again. We don't know what it's like to sweat mosquitoes at night. We don't know what it's like to sweat because we're in an outdoor building trying to have church. 
We don't know what it is to have the neighbors in the town trying to shut us down. Why? Because we become people of influence. We become people that's got good votes. We become people that is that has succeeded in life. But I wonder today, are we forgetting about where we came from and where we're trying to go today? Let's go back and take another trip back to the memorials. Oh, you're a little bit quiet this morning, but I hope some way God would touch your heart and help us to realize we need to take another trip back to yesteryears. Amen. And don't forget what God has blessed us with. I'm disturbed when I see men of my age, men that I have run with, Men that I have preacher friends that I have preached with, that I have preached for, that I have enjoyed times together, taking churches that they did not work for, standing in pulpits that they did not carve out, and then taking a church in the whole opposite direction of the elders who went before them. My heart is stirred today. My heart is stirred when I see the pictures of the pioneers that's paved the way. Is this really what they fought for? Is this really what they gave their life for? When I think about myself and where I came from and the price that my daddy paid and my grandpa paid... Is this really what they fought for? Is this really what they struggled for? Is this really what they preached at night and worked in the day for? Is this really what they carved out with their hands for? Or have we taken it in a different direction than what our forefathers would have us to? As I look at the pictures of the men coming out of those coffin-shaped boats, running through the water with their gun held high. And I look at society today. Is this really what they gave their life for? Is this really what they fought for? Is this really what they had in mind? Is this really what they were thinking about? God, help us not to forget where God has brought us from. Amen. How can I take it lightly? What has been given to me? How can I take this Word of God lightly that has been placed in my hand? How can I open it up and destroy what God has given to us? Amen. Churches have ever been a time where we need to go back and look at the memorial again. We are living in that day. We are living in that hour. Let's get back to the basics of serving God. Let's get back to the basics of being what God wants us to be. I know sometimes people look at me and think that I'm hard-nosed and I don't, I don't try to be. They think I'm 
a little legalistic and opinionated and I don't try to be. But I love what my daddy handed down to me. And I love what this man has given me. And I love what God has given me and I don't ever want to let it slip away. There arose a generation that knew not God. Three generations removed did not know that God delivered them out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Did not know that God fed them in the wilderness for 40 years. Did not know that God brought them across the Jordan River on dry ground. And they went and served false gods. What those men bled and died for on D-Day... Forgive me today, I hate to be so political, but what they bled and fought for on D-Day and what they fought against is the same kind of atmosphere we got going on today in this country. We have a man that overrides Congress and said we don't need that type of government anymore. I can do what I want to do because I'm president. That's what we got going on in the pulpit. I can do what I want to do because I'm the pastor. I can't do what I want to do. This Word binds me. The Constitution binds us to a set of laws and guidelines and restrictions of what we can and can't do. It's not me. It's the Word of God. The position that you hold, the position that you hold is never greater than the law that you uphold. This law is, man, this truth has been good to me. It's been so good to me. It's because... I took a look at the memorials. I went back. In this town, we have a memorial built to veterans. How many of us has ever went by and just stopped and looked at it? How many of you teenagers ever been by the memorial and just stopped and read some names of men who died. There's a generation coming up that don't know what freedom's all about. There's a generation that's coming up that don't know what this truth really means. Daddies, I want to encourage you 
I'm not going to be here next week, but if I was here, this is probably what I would have preached. Let me encourage you. You, I can't do it for you. You've got to be the one to take your boys and your daughters by the hand and say, we're going to stop in front of the memorial a little while. Oh man, remember when? This is what happened. This is what God did. This is the way it's supposed to be. This is the way you're supposed to have church. There arose a generation. They come to the music this morning. I'm ready to close. A generation that knew not the Lord. How in the world did the children of Israel go back to serving gods who their God destroyed? How did it happen? Because they didn't go back and look at the memorial. Just a pile of rocks. Just a pile of rocks to some people. But it means a lot more than a pile of rocks to me. I want to tell you this morning, God wants to take somebody back by the memorial one more time. This morning. Just let you get a glimpse of what it's all about. Once again, just another look. To some of you, it's become very, a very light thing. To some of you, it's something that's just not needed anymore. But to some of you, it means everything. I believe it was the Apostle Paul that said, To whom we hold precious. Oh, it's precious. It's so precious to us. It's so precious we've got to hold it with kid gloves. It's so precious we've got to look at it. It's so precious we've got to study it. It's so precious we've got to apply it to our lives. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here right now. Why don't we lift our voices toward heaven right now, church, in Jesus' name. 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 Oh, hallelujah. I want to tell you today, if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost and you're not baptized in Jesus' name, you have not repented of your sins, there's no greater time than right now. There's no better opportunity than right now to let God take you back by the memorial one more time. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Stir our hearts today, God. Stir 
our souls today, God. Draw us nearer to Thee today, God. Why don't we all stand right now? Let's lift our hands and lift our voice toward heaven. Oh, God, just one more time, one more time. Let me get a glimpse. Lord, show me that memorial one more time. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We need you today. I wonder if you'd want to step out from where you're standing right now and make your way to this front and say, God, just let me get another glimpse. God, let me look at the memorial one more time, God. If you're not where you need to be, why don't you get where you need to be with God? If you're not feeling Him like you need to, why don't you get where you need to be with God? Why don't you let God help you this morning? Why don't you let God move to where the trouble is in your life? We live in a crazy world, but God knows how to fix a crazy situation. God knows how to fix problems. God knows how to make a way where there is no way. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody reach out to the Lord this morning. Take 